0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more
2: details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
3: Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
0: It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids.
1: See what makes Minnesota the star of the north. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.
3: What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging.
0: From coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and
4: Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Oh, it is hour number three of betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abubakar alongside Amal Shaw, coming to you from the Veasan Studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. In about fifteen minutes, we're going to talk a little NBA. I know Amal; he's an interesting NBA better, so I want to pick his brain in terms of today's slate. But first, right now, want to discuss some NFL MVP. And Amal is bettors this week at least. Feels like we're going into the blind because the COVID cases. Who knows what's going on? Who's playing? Who's in? Who's out? So. To keep up with the theme of putting the blindfold on, we wanted to do a little NFL MVP blind resume comparison. them So we're going to bring up some silhouettes and some stats, and we'll have to you guess who the MVP candidate is. So the first one that we have here right now, this player, Player A is what we'll call them. 68% completion percentage, over 4,100 yards, 36 TDs, 10 INTs, and a QBR of 104.2 a.mall. Who do you think Player A is in terms of this blind MVP resume? Tom Brady. Is that the right answer, folks? Is it Tom Brady? It looks like Tom Brady's silhouette here. As it is the goat, Tom Brady. Right now, he is the odds-on favorite, minus 150 to win MVP at BetMGM and. Amal, are you riding the Brady train here or do you think somebody else can maybe come up from the backside and maybe come and steal this MVP award?
4: I think there's going to be some sentimental votes towards him because of what happened in Tampa last year, them winning the Super Bowl, them having another prolific season. I think he's someone you have to strongly pay attention to in terms of how the MVP voting goes. I think he's definitely going to be up there in the top two.
2: Yeah, no, Brady right now, minus 150, like I said, 36 TD passes, and he still has a soft schedule, relative sense uh, the rest of the way here as their double-digit favorites, probably against every single team before we close out the regular season. Week 18 pending, of course, unless they rest some of their starters. All right, let's bring up the next silhouette here. Player B is what they will call this person, and this person, 67% completion, 3,200 passing yards, 27 TDs, four interceptions, a 108.8 QBR, so higher than Tom Brady, who is the current favorite. Who do you believe this player is, all? Aaron Rodgers. I believe the correct answer is... If we put the uh, picture up, it is one Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. The reason I got the first
4: two is because I knew Brady, the number of touchdowns, but I knew Mm. the the Aaron Rodgers one was going to be an easy guess. I was just looking for a very low total
2: on INTs. No, that's a great point. And and that's honestly the reason why the Packers tend to always cover spreads because they don't turn the ball over. If you don't turn the ball over, that's half of football right there. Bill,
4: Bill Parcells always used to say, when I covered Parcells, his thing was, listen, I don't care how good of a player you are. If you turn the ball over, you can be the greatest player ever. I'm not playing you you don't turn the ball over. You got a chance to play. That's just all it came down to with him. And he was right. You got to value the football and Aaron
2: Rodgers does it better than any player we've ever seen. Now that we have this discussion on Aaron Rodgers, I wanted to ask you this about the green Bay Packers. Cause we talked about it last week when discussing the number one seed and all that stuff. Since Matt LaFleur has been their head coach, the green Bay, am all 33 and 16 against the spread. Why is it that you think that people continue? Cause we saw it early this season and all throughout the year, that they get bet against every single week, this Packers team. Every single time, it's like, all right, well, I want to fade the Packers. I want to fade the Packers. Why is it Do you think the Packers are a team that people aren't respecting in the market and they continue to outperform those expectations? Well, I think because that way, the one time they're
4: right, they can say they were sharp. <laughs> I mean, the reality of it is, uh, I, I don't understand it. The Rodgers, look, Brady's going to go down as the greatest of all time, but to me, if you said, there, there's a handful of quarterbacks that would, I, I never saw Johnny Unitas play, but I, from people I've been told, he was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I look at Rodgers, Joe Montana, Marino's the greatest passer I've ever seen. Difference between quarterback and passer for me. Elway, uh, uh, Tom Brady, of course, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers. The thing that I find about Rodgers that I like more than any of these guys that I mentioned, he... I've never seen a quarterback with his accuracy. I mean, just the way he can drop the ball in a basket, it truly is unbelievable. And think about this. The Green Bay Packers have not drafted a first-round wide receiver since 2002, Javon Walker, the last first-round wide receiver. And then on top of it, Devontae Adams, tremendous player. But part of the reason why he's so great is because he plays with Rodgers. I mean, this is the guy that developed into it. I think it was a third-round pick out of Fresno State. Either second or third-round pick. And so, you know, Valdez, Gantling, you've had Jordy Nelson, you've had uh, Jennings, Greg Jennings. Yeah, good players, but none of these guys are elite superstars until Devontae Adams came along. And it's Rodgers' ability and accuracy. No quarterback is better at the hard count, getting a team to jump off sides, taking advantage of the free play. I mean, he he truly is amazing. And You know, right now you watch Brady, Rodgers, and and, um, Russell Wilson. All three of them have unique skill sets that really make them just phenomenal, phenomenal players as Western (laughs) Kentucky gets a scoop and score.
2: How's that for your over? Well, they marked him out at the touchdowns. two yard. They
4: marked him out at the two yard line. They better go
2: back and reverse that one. I think he was in. The I big guy was scored. in. I want the give, big guy to get the touchdown. Give there. the big fella his touchdown here. Uh, I want to pull up the other silhouettes here, yeah. so we can discuss some of these other MVP candidates. So the first one we saw was Tom Brady, who's minus one fifty as the odds-on favorite. Aaron Rodgers at MGM plus 550. Now, player C, they have a 65% completion percentage, more than 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and a QBR of 95.8. Who do you believe player C is in this blind MVP resume? Well,
4: I'm trying to cheat here and go based on the silhouette. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm going to say Mahomes, but I don't think Mahomes has that many touch. No, he doesn't have them in here. Oh, I'm going to say Dak Prescott.
2: I think it's Kyler Murray. We'll see, we'll see who's who's this. You might person. be right on Kyler. I didn't think about Kyler. It looks kind of like a more of a slender build person. Oh, it is Patrick Mahomes, them all. Yeah, I I didn't know that one.
4: I was just going based on what the. Silhouette I
2: don't know why. Like. I guess Kyle he's missed so many
4: games. Why would yeah, he have four thousand yards? Yeah, Stupid. I didn't realize Mahomes had thrown for four thousand yards. I did say before the season started, take his season uh, total over five thousand. He's it looks like he's going uh, the to get there. By the way, I want to know if Steven's going to give me credit for getting that one right. I, I, I think I think you will. I mean, he, he, Pat- he did. He did. Okay. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is right there. So Patrick Mahomes right now. 11 no. to 1 to win MVP. Now, the other two guys have to be ahead of him at this point. Teams have done a better job,
2: and also, look at the statistically, they're they're better. There was discussion, though, after Thursday night's game. He didn't have the best first half, but the second half was when we saw Mahomes really turn it on, get the char- Chiefs right back into that game. Obviously, the drive to then force overtime, and then, of course, the drive to start overtime and win the game, ultimately. People were talking about, hey— Maybe a month from now, we could be seeing the Chiefs as the number one seed. Maybe the discussion from Mahomes to win MVP starts to come up again. You don't think that he has the chance? You think that the first half was too detrimental to for his case here? Yeah, I shouldn't say he doesn't have a chance because the year Kyler Murray won the Heisman,
4: it looked like he didn't have a chance and he won it. But I would say this. Rodgers is probably not going to wind up with 10 interceptions. And when you look at the way Green Bay is playing, Tampa Bay is playing, it's hard to see the East Kansas City ascending in front of them. Look, Kansas City's played extremely well the last six weeks. However, they've also benefited from the fact that the AFC has got about nine teams that are slightly better than average. Mm-hmm. The NFC's got some elite teams at the top, and then they've got some real bottom feeders overall. But also, remember, you got Houston, you've got Jacksonville, and the Jets, in the AFC as well. So, And I know they haven't played those teams. All, all I'm saying is that... Um, Sometimes the statistics can be a bit misleading, so I'm going to say no on that one. All right,
2: so we have the final silhouette up here, and this is player D is what we'll call them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's 11-1 to to win MVP. So player D right now, 71% completion percentage 2,700 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and a QBR of 106. So, this is a QBR that's comparable to Rodgers, comparable to Tom Brady. Who do you believe this player D is among? I only have one guess, and I don't know if I'm right or not, it's Mac Jones. Mac Jones is who Amal guesses, and I'm going to say it's my guy. Yeah, okay, yep. Kyler Murray. Okay, Kyler Murray, yeah. Almost, his silhouette almost gives it away because his shoulders are so kind of could, slender. I couldn't slender. tell there, but yeah,
4: <laughs> you were right on that one.
2: Yeah, no, Kyler Murray, I think he's in this spot where he's missed way too many games. Do you think that he has a chance? Even if, let's say the Cardinals win out and get the number one seed. Do you think Kyler Murray can be the MVP? I do not because you play 17 games,
4: and if you miss three of them, and we don't even know yet if they may not need, say, the game in week uh 17 or 18. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, it's a scenario where, Uh, It may not come into play as I'm just sitting here watching St. John's misses two out of three free throws and he hasn't even shot the third one yet.
2: Okay. And he made it very good. He rolled (laughs) it in. It shouldn't even count. He made it as right now. Western Kentucky has first and goal. So they didn't call it a touchdown. It is now second and goal at the two yard line. I believe it is, As the Hilltoppers try to make it a 28 point game against app state in the Boca Raton bowl. Uh, Gonzaga right now. Have you seen the last check at Gonzaga? uh, The score check. I know they're showing a montage. They're they're, they're at the break I think and Purdue they defeated Butler 77 to 48. So of course, they cover as big favorites in this game. But interesting this MVP discussion as somebody who just placed a bet on Tom Brady earlier this week? I bet plus one twenty on fin- Tom Brady.
4: Hey, finally, you took a good bet. I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I, I finally. I was like, you know what? I, enough of the Alaves. Enough of <laughs> uh, enough of the Malik Willis's. Let's go. Let's get serious about this thing. So, Circa had <laughs> plus one twenty for Tom Brady to win MVP. It was one of the last places that had plus money on Brady. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really nervous about anybody coming up and beating him out for that award, just because it feels like with his age, the narrative, this Tampa Bay team—they really. Have it rolling here, even if they're not the number one seed, I think that the voters will want to give it to Brady almost like the lifetime achievement of like, hey, this might be your last dominant season. So here's the hat tip. Let's give you one last MVP award. I would agree with you completely. I, I think there's gonna be a lot of
4: fanfare towards him simply because of the success he's had throughout his career. And you know, Peyton's won five MVPs, but Brady's obviously not in that category. And I think this is one where you see him win MVP. I you know, one of the things I'd like to see on these awards, whether it's the Heisman, the MVP, Did just really define it clearly what you mean by MVP most valuable to that team, the best
2: player. What is it exactly? You know, it's it's fluid to whatever we want the narrative to be. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's kind of where the real challenge comes in. Yeah. and, And that's one of the things that's like, you have to, you're handicapping what's going to happen on the field, but you're also handicapping how the voters are going to perceive what happens on the field because this is an award that is voted on. This is not a scoreboard to where you say, hey, Tom Brady won this many games, so he's the MVP. This is the award that is voted on. Aaron Rodgers with the COVID stuff he missed earlier this year. I don't know if voters will want to vote for Aaron Rodgers after uh, what he was doing earlier this season, but that's something that you have to factor in, whether right or wrong. I don't care if you agree or disagree. You just kind of have to factor that stuff in because it is an award that is decided and it's not something that can be won or lost Buck Showalter
4: named Mets MVP Mets MVP (laughs) Mets new manager uh, just came down the pike so just Buck Showalter yeah (laughs) one
2: one of my one of my favorite people of all time to cover I I had no clue he was still in the the interest of managing at his age but here we go it's 2021 anything is possible we'll see what's possible in the NBA as we discuss the association on the other side it is betting across America presented by BetMGM
5: Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time and range and lower a1c with dexcom g7 you can manage your diabetes with confidence get started with the number one recommended cgm brand by doctors and patients at dexcom.com
4: that's dexcom.com dexcom data on file 2023 if your glucose alerts and readings from the g7 do not match symptoms or expectations use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions for a list of compatible devices visit dexcom.com compatibility
2: Save 50% off of VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting split showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is Betting Across America, presented by Bet MGM, Femia Bebefe, alongside Amal Shaw here at the V Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino in a mall. We are really sweating out this St. John's and Pitt game right now. Uh, I believe that last check I saw that Pitt is leading by one we got about two minutes left in this game. I want to pull up the lines right now. Of course, St. John's went off as a big favorite in this game. One of his 10.5-point favorites, 56-55, 134 to play in Madison Square Garden. The total closed 140.5. We're obviously a long way from there. But if you get overtime, who knows what could happen to them all. But this game is really coming down to the wire here between the Panthers and the, and the storm here uh, at the Garden. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at this matchup, uh,
4: St. John's big favorite uh, at MSG, this is technically a neutral site game, but um, obviously at Madison Square Garden. Second home for them. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, but Pittsburgh with the basketball with a one-point lead. It's been St. John's failures at the free-throw line, 5 for 12. They missed the front end of a free-throw. Uh, to me, the, if you miss the front end, it should count as two misses because you don't get the opportunity to say, take the second shot. So, in essence, it's a missed shot there. Uh, we'll see if they can get a stop here. But St. John's had ample opportunity to pull away in this game, just haven't been able to do so. But I did when you were mentioning the end game on
2: the 3.5, I did lay 3.5 here, so I'm going to need a
4: bit of a miracle here with the Johnnies.
2: Yeah, and pending free-throws, you said that they've been struggling at the line, so it could be tough for them to maybe close it out here. But if they can get a stop, get a bucket and get another stop, then. Well, I just need, I mean, yeah, but no, from the standpoint
4: that to me, it's just forget that. It's just the fact that they've had ample opportunity to pull away in this game. And, you know, Mike Anderson, this is why he's a mediocre coach, because his teams are so damn undisciplined. It's really it's unbelievable. It's like he, he recruits the dumbest guys you've ever
2: seen. It truly does. Or maybe he's just not coaching them up very well. Well,
4: either way, I mean, he's liable for both. And to me, it just shocks me that the way his team's played like, you know, you got one of the biggest things, and great teams do this, you got to adjust to the officiating in terms of how a game is being called. Mm -hmm. And they never do that. St. John's, every time you look up the, the under 12 timeout, they already have 10 fouls.
2: It's just amazing. It's 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 always the case with his teams. It's well, right now Saint John's has the ball trailing by one with 30 seconds left. They just called timeout, so we'll see what they have cooked up out of this timeout as they trail, but this game by one. Of course, like I mentioned, they went off as ten and a half point favorites, so uh, they're going to need overtime to cover that number here. But we'll see what happens. 31 seconds. We'll keep you up to date on that. In the NBA, want to stay on the hardwood, but we'll go to the professional Mm -hmm. ranks here. Kevin Durant. We said it earlier in the show. Popped up now on the COVID health and safety protocols right now. So Kevin Durant, we believe, is out, but haven't seen any official ruling whether he'll be in or out. But he is in now the health and safety protocols. The Brooklyn Nets, they're taking on the Orlando Magic later tonight. The Nets are still five-point favorites, total two twelve. Now, that number opened one5 Obviously, I believe that's probably a Durant number. Now, it'll probably change, I believe, if he's out of the game, but we haven't seen anything in that regard. But what do you make of this Brooklyn team now with KD possibly not playing tonight in the health and safety protocols? Well, it really changes the
4: dynamics of uh, how this line matches up against the Magic. Magic losing yesterday at home to the Miami Heat. Now you go up to Brooklyn. Um, You know, the, the Kyrie thing is interesting to me. It's a bit of an air of desperation from the Nets, I feel like, in terms of that decision to bring him back on. But... We'll see how things play out moving forward. Uh, Durant, you know, depending on how long he's out, could have an impact. I'm telling you, pay attention. I still think Milwaukee, they're kind of getting over their COVID scare. Uh, they're a dangerous team. The, to me, the, the Miami Heat though had so many injuries. Once they get healthy, this team's going to be very tough.
2: Yeah, Miami. I know a lot of folks have liked them uh, from throughout the start of the season. Kyle Lowry's there, so now they have a nice little point guard situation. And Heat culture—they tend to play tough and yeah. they, they don't make mistakes there with the Miami Heat. Uh, going down the board here, I want to ask you about this Golden State Warriors game. They're taking on the Toronto Raptors. Raptors eight and a half point favorites. Total of 203. But of course. Golden State came out with all the injury reports from yesterday. Steph Curry, Draymond Green. All these guys were on the injury report for the Golden State Warriors who might not play in this game. And the line is indicating that they're probably going to take the night off up in the, up in Toronto.
4: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you would never see Toronto be a nine-point favorite <laughs> yeah. in this spot, but uh, obviously prohibitive favorites in this matchup. And as you alluded to, why? Because so many guys out of the lineup. So that's the one challenge. And I've complained about this with the NBA. You know, David Silver was, uh, or Adam Adam Silver Silver, is so pro betting. But if you want to be pro betting, you got to make, you know, you got to create a situation where you're letting guys know who's in the lineup and who's not in the lineup. So critical in terms of how we see this with these games every night. It's so difficult
2: because it's everybody's game time decision. And St. John's. I don't know what they drew up out of the timeout there. looks like he may have gotten fouled, but it is going to be pit ball up one with 20 seconds. I'll
4: say this. There's no way you drew up a 360 spin move in the lane.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's definitely not the play you drew up. It's like when Patrick Ewing was telling uh, one of his Georgetown players said, w- "When have you practiced that shot? <laughs> when have you practiced that as it looks like St. John's just fouled Pitt, So we'll see if pit can We'll see if Pitt can make those free throws here. But also a note with this Brooklyn game, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted that Kyrie Irving is in the health and safety protocols as well for the Nets. I know they're trying to get him back. He's going to be in this part-time player role, all. and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this in terms of what you think this means for this Nets team going forward. If they have Kyrie Irving in these road games, but they won't have him for these games in New York City, and maybe, or rather New York State, I should say, or maybe other states, California, I'm not sure what the protocols are across the board here, but... The Nets now they have a little bit of an advantage on the road getting back a pretty key player in Kyrie Irving away from home. They do,
4: but I think it affects your continuity. Guy could be playing for, you know, a couple of games, then he's off for a few games. I don't know. I mean to me, either you play him or you don't. And uh you know, I, I think if they're gonna only play him on the road, it seems kinda strange. It just what are you going to do, have him in the regular season
2: and then you're not going to have him in the postseason for home games? I mean, I mean how, how does that work? I mean, I was joking. I was like, maybe do they, do they tank for, for a home court advantage and maybe just get the five seed and play four games on the road and have Kyrie Irving with you since they'll be a better team away from home since they'll have Kyrie Irving once they get into the postseason. We'll see how if uh, he gets to the New York protocols or if he continues to be the part-time player. But interesting that they said that they would not allow that early in the season. The Nets did at least. They said, hey, we want him full. But now that we're – getting into the season so okay I guess this is our situation we're gonna have to deal with it is Kyrie Irving uh, looking like he'll be a part-time player for the Nets but not as of right now he is in the health and safety protocol so both Kyrie and Durant in the protocol for the Brooklyn Nets the New York Knicks they're taking on the Boston Celtics later on this evening Celtics right now five-point favorites total of 209 we saw Boston they lost to Golden State last night made a decent comeback effort in trying to get back into the game but were unable to do just that here but what do you think about this Celtics team now laying five at home against the
4: Knicks. Yeah, back-to-back spot here. Knicks got a great win the other night against the Rockets. I thought they were a fairly cheap price in Houston. Uh, this game should be and could be competitive. Uh, something to pay attention to here. Femi, I'll tell you, I don't know if you bet the NBA or not. For people that don't bet it that much and or don't pay attention to that closely, the NBA is the best sport, in my opinion, to be able to middle games. Oh, yeah. You, you know, Boston jumps out to a lead saw it the other night in Houston. Knicks got up 16, Rockets cut it to three, and then Knicks end up pulling away later in the game. But you can get so many bigger numbers. You can set yourself up on so many good middles in the NBA. Really a good betting opportunity.
2: Yeah, the, the way that you see these three-point variants, the swings that you can get on any given game, yeah. I think that's an excellent point here. Like It's almost to the point where it's a fool's errand to bet NBA pregame. <laughs> like, like, just to because, you know, at some point, you're probably going to get a better number unless the team just that a favorite gets out to such a hard start that that it's the number gets away from.
4: It. Well, like, for example, last night, Portland and Charlotte, I loved Portland at home two and a half. I thought the line was too short. They jump out to a 17 point lead at the end of the quarter, up 27 at the break. And then Charlotte makes a push, uh, mm. which you expected them to do. And I think that's where sometimes you mention it. You may not get that opportunity, but you're right. Majority of the games, you're probably going to get an
2: opportunity. Cleveland Cavaliers right now are favored in Milwaukee. Of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo is in the health and safety protocol. The Cavs, two-and-a-half-point favorites, total 214. However, Cleveland just placed Evan Mobley in the health and safety protocol, so they will not have their rookie, outstanding rookie shot blocker and defender. He's really transformed this Cavaliers team and turned them into a winning basketball team. So no Mobley for Cleveland. Obviously, no Giannis for Milwaukee. Uh, the Bucks right now at home getting points. Is this a spot where you maybe get in with Milwaukee, or do you still like Cleveland in this game?
4: Uh, I'd be looking at uh, Milwaukee just simply because how many games in a row is uh, Cleveland going to cover against the spread? Sometimes, you know, law of averages probably catch up with them, so we'll see what happens here. But uh, speaking of making a run, Gonzaga now with just a two-point lead. and um, well, Yeah,
2: that game is tightened. Wow.
4: Yeah, well, Chad Honger on the bench, so a uh, jump ball that's going to favor the Bulldogs
2: here right now. But interesting in terms of how this one is going to play out. Also interesting in the Garden, we have a tie game, 57 all between St. John's and Pitt. 8.1 seconds to go. We'll, of course, get you up to speed on that game on the other side of this break. So, 8.1 seconds, St. John's and Pitt right now. Amal has a live play with St. John's laying three and a half. We'll discuss it on the other side. And, of course, our picks coming up. College Hoops, NFL, college football. We discuss. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM.
0: This is Betting Across America on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: college bowl season has kicked off and VEASAN has you covered with our all new bowl betting guide get matchup analysis on every bowl game including insights trends data and predictions to help you make your best bets whether you're betting on every game or just want to find a few key high value props the VEASAN college bowl betting guide can help you give you an edge get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash bowl guide Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, rolling along here from the Visa Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and Bebefe, Amal Shah, getting you guys set for this Saturday of betting. Of course, Dave Ross joining us on the other side of this segment. About 15 minutes, he will carry the baton. Dave Ross, West Reynolds, for three more hours of betting across America at the top of the hour at noon, so he'll join us at 11.45. But, Amal, we've been keeping an eye on this western kentucky and app state game right now and it's interesting the second half total was 35 and a half and it looked like a lock in the third quarter there was 28 points scored in the third quarter now we've only seen seven points scored in this fourth quarter right now so only 35 points in this game you need a field goal you need a touchdown whatever right now app state is driving trailing by 28 points with 327 to go we'll see if they can get through the back door for this total to go over. But have you ever seen a game of all where you see a total as high as 102 and a half is what the highest I saw for a live total in this Boca Raton bowl.
4: Yeah, the uh, game between army and air uh, army and wake forest this year. Uh, both teams went over that total alone on their own, and both wound up in the 50s in that one. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised we're seeing the type of uh, in-live totals that we saw here today based on the way Western Kentucky was moving the ball. But this is a crucial drive here if you have the second half. Over 35 and a half. 35 points have been scored so far. So probably if we wind up with another score, you're looking at, you know, this game ending up at about, what, uh, 97 points. Uh, so it's going to come close to that 100, but not going to get – quite there it
2: seems like ball on the, the about 33 yard line or so uh app state right now in that plus territory so we'll see if they can score within this next 245 right now in this Boca Raton bowl the pregame over was 68 and a half that's obviously went over well uh earlier in this game here's app state and they get the first down and they're at the 23 yard line so we'll keep an eye on, on that game uh but before we get to all of that stuff i'm all We mentioned on the other side of the segment picks. We got our picks. You have a couple in college football. I have a handful in college basketball. Also have a teaser in the NFL. Uh, involving tonight's game. But, Amal, I want to start off with you and who you like here in this college football slate as bowl season is well underway.
4: Yeah, the one play that uh, went this morning I didn't include because it was obviously going to be when we were on air was the Western Kentucky game. But I like uh, Louisiana Lafayette tonight at home. At home, It's in Louisiana in New Orleans <laughs> against much. Marshall. Yeah, exactly. Land four in this game. I think they're just a far better team. And then I like BYU. This game goes at 1230 in Shreveport. Also another game in Louisiana with the Cougars uh, taking on the Blazers. I think BYU is a more complete football team i like them to win this one handily so
2: louisiana lafayette laying the four and also byu laying seven against uab and right now app state has first and goal them all as the second half over it is is over right there baby (laughs) Uh uh-huh App State scores a touchdown over 35 and a half was the second half total. That one goes over as this game right now, 59 and the pending extra point will be 59-38 right now. It's 59-37 is our score as the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are going to go ahead and win the Boca Raton Bowl about 155 left to go in this game. We'll get you caught up on all that when it gets wrapped up and give you guys a final score, of course. So those were Amal's plays. We'll now transition to who I like today in college basketball. Now, full disclosure, um, I'm obviously deep into NFL handicapping. Right now, this is a fall time. NFL handicapping is what I tend to do right now. So these college basketball plays are half-unit hoops plays is what we'll call them, half-unit plays. But I do like these sides nonetheless. And we'll start off in the game in Las Vegas. North Carolina taking on Kentucky. And I like the Tar Heels. I got it at plus two. Right now it's plus three. So clearly I'd love it at plus three right there. But this is a coin flip game in my opinion. And if you're gonna give me points on either side, I'm gonna have to take them. The difference I think, and all brought it up earlier when we started to preview this game, is North Carolina's shooting. from three. That's seventh in the nation. They absolutely light it up from outside. I think their shooting can allow them to get past Kentucky, and also their defensive rebounding should, in my opinion, negate what UK (laughs) is typically at an advantage at on the glass. Kentucky's offensive rebounding has been outstanding, but I think North Carolina, their ability to rebound on the defensive side can negate that advantage for Kentucky. My next play, Houston. I'm going to lay the 9.5 against Oklahoma State. This game is being played in Fort Worth. I think the Cougars are just flat out the better team up and down. They shoot it better from outside and inside. They're a better defensive team. Also, Oklahoma State, they have a propensity to turn the ball over. They're going to give Houston some extra possessions to be able to cover this number. Houston right now, top 10 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. This is an elite team. We saw them make the Final Four last year. I don't know if they're going to make it again this year, but this is one of the better teams in the country. My only concern with Houston laying these points right now is they're not great at the free throw line. And if it comes down to them having to make some free throws, it could get a little dicey. My third play, Texas A&M laying three at Oregon State. This game going on in Corvallis. I think the Beavers might be one of the worst teams in the Power 5 right now. And it it, it might seem like it's a little bit of a trap for most people with, oh, you only got to lay three, you only have to lay two and a half maybe against a bad Oregon State team. But I think early in the season, I think you can play against that. I don't think the market is caught up to how bad Oregon State is. So I like Texas A&M in this spot. Aggies coming off of a loss. I think Buzz Williams has had them dialed in all week long and ready for tonight's game and then my final college hoops play baylor oregon i like the under 137 and a half this is a tough spot i think in general to cover for the top ranked team in the country that is baylor however i don't really want to fade them with this oregon team i don't think now is the right time to fade them so i like the under in this spot you mentioned baylor's defense you think it's better than the team that we saw last year win the national title had davion mitchell all those guys there was just swarming on defense. Amal actually thinks they're better defensively, and I kind of agree with this Baylor team. Also, Oregon offensively, it's a little clunky. Defensively now, Oregon, that has me concerned about the total. The Ducks haven't defended anybody as of late, but I think you get an inspired performance from Oregon. They're in this spot on a nationally televised game. Number one team coming to their home court. I think the Ducks will have an inspired performance, which makes me believe this will be a slower tempo type of game. And It's just real the last real test for Baylor in non-conference play, before they get into the Big 12. So I think the under is the look for me. I got it at 137 and a half. I think it's 135 now in most spots here. So I like the under in Baylor and Oregon. And then in the NFL, I'm teasing the Patriots up to eight and a half paired with the Tennessee Titans up to 7.5 in tomorrow's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just, in my opinion, a couple of pick'em games with low totals, so I felt that it was a plus expected value, as the kids say here, to just get both teams, both underdogs, I should say, over a touchdown. We'll see how this one plays out, but clearly a numbers play for me. So right now, tonight, I'll be sweating out Pats plus 8.5 in addition to Titans, plus 7.5 tomorrow for my teaser, Amal. Any yeah. thoughts?
4: Uh, I love your Baylor-Oregon underplay. I, I was surprised by this total. This Oregon team, aside from finding themselves a little bit offensively in the second half at Maples Pavilion, they have really struggled. They're not sure who to, who their go-to guy is. You know, guys like uh, Quincy Garrier, who transfers in from uh, Syracuse, he hasn't found the offensive rhythm. Young has been inconsistent. Williams has uh, not really picked it up. It was, oh, excuse me, Will Richardson, he's got to do a better job. So, we'll see how this Ducks team is able to do offensively. I I like that one. I I like your point on Oklahoma State. They turn the ball over too much. Way too much. Yeah. This is the team, uh, you know, to me, likely inside's tough, but uh, Anderson outside is a good player, but he goes a little bit too fast for his own skill set. And that's something that concerns me when you're looking at it from
2: uh, the perspective of uh, Oklahoma State here. And this Houston team, they will get up in your shorts and guard you. So, I think this is, you're going to see Houston forcing quite a bit of turnovers in this game with Oklahoma State careless with the basketball, so I'm not as scared of that number there. I know it's a neutral site game. You're laying a big number, nine and a half. It's never comfortable doing that with a Houston offense that's not like going to light the world on fire, but I think defense is how they get this one done. They're just an absolutely harassed Oklahoma State all, all day long and force quite a bit of turnovers. Was there anything, all that you were looking at in today's slate, whether it be college hoops, college football or NFL, that almost made your betting card? Well, I didn't
4: see it on the overnight, so I didn't, I didn't play it, but the Kentucky, North Carolina, the over 144, both teams average 80 points a game, and I get Kentucky he can be very challenging defensively. But it's not about the fact that both teams are great defensively. It's the tempo at which the game will be played. Neither team is concerned about slowing down. I mean, you're sitting there saying one of these teams is going to be held into the 60s. I, I really don't see it. I think both teams get into the high 70s here.
2: Yeah, that's a, it's a game that's going to be an exciting game happening not too far from us, T-Mobile Arena, uh, where this game will be taking place between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the Kentucky Wildcats. Tip off at 2:30. Now we got 32 seconds left in the Boca Raton Bowl. 59 38 is our score western kentucky leading that's a total of 97 points uh we saw the total as high as 102 and a half in some places so that looks like it's trending towards the under barring a miraculous touchdown here in the final 32 seconds so it looks like we're gonna wrap up this boca raton bowl with western kentucky of course Covering the one point spread here. Uh, didn't even look, seem close once we got to halftime in this game here. But App State, right now, fourth and five, and we'll see if they can get you a last second touchdown for the folks who were betting possibly 102.5, and, and they just threw an interception. So that'll do it for the Boca Raton Bowl as Western Kentucky takes over, and they will kneel this game out with 21 seconds left. 59-38 is our score. Also, we got some interesting news out of MLB and, of course, some updated COVID protocols we'll want to get with you guys here on the other side. We wrap up betting across America presented by BetMGM. You're watching and v the Sports Betting now.
0: terms and conditions apply
5: managing your diabetes just got easier the powerful new dexcom g7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks so you will always know which way your glucose is headed an arrow shows you where you're heading up down or steady it can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high and because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's
4: Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the g do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
3: You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack.
2: the king of sports books, welcomes you with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 Moneyline Wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. Down. eligibility restrictions apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire in seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi or nevada it's the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe, Amal Shaw coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And all the other side, Amal, I told the people that we got some new information with the COVID protocols. Now, this is a joint statement from the NFL and NFLPA as it pertains to the COVID protocols. They say, quote, after this weekend's games, we've agreed to put into place a new set of protocols, which will include a more targeted testing plan, more flexibility for players to attend meetings virtually, and also a high-risk player opt-out for the remainder of the season. Now, obviously, that... Leaves a lot of room for interpretation uh, as to what's going to happen and as to who will be possibly playing in the Monday and Tuesday games. Of course, Cleveland and Vegas was supposed to be played this afternoon. It's now been pushed to Monday afternoon. And then you have two games from Sunday between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. Both those games will kick off 7 Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific Pacific here on the West Coast. all. so that's the updated COVID stuff to break down for NFL betters. Uh, people that are wondering what the potential protocols might be, we're obviously still waiting to see who might play in these games. Transitioning now to the hardwood. This game going on right now between number five, Gonzaga, number 25, Texas Tech. And it's the Zags up 14 with 6.17 to go. This game being played in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Uh, Gonzaga, at one point, their lead got cut down to two. They're laying 10. They covered the first half number. And at right now, at least at this pace, it looks like they're ready to cover the full game number of 10 points here. But Gonzaga completely in control against this Texas Tech team.
4: Yeah, hopefully they don't have another meltdown here. I laid eight on the overnight and uh, got to as high as 10, but uh, Drew Timmy going to the bench right now. Uh, not a lot of fouls in this game, and uh, game obviously the officials letting them play just 16 fouls combined between the two of them in the second half here. Sags, as you alluded to, men, uh, with a 14-point lead. I think the only thing left now is also you mentioned uh, that side, but also the total was 140. Interesting to see how this one plays out the rest of the way with both teams. Uh, this turning into a bit of a uh, blowout right now sags by 17.
2: We had a new bowl game start actually uh earlier this hour. It kicked off at eleven twenty between New Mexico, uh the new Mexico Bowl, I should say, between UTEP and Fresno State right now. The Bulldogs trailing it seven to six. Important to note that Jake Hayner is starting for Fresno State. They went off as 13 and a half point favorites total of 54 and a half here. Um, but it looks like we have Dave Ross here. He's gonna be taking the baton from us in this betting across America Saturday afternoon. Dave Ross, West Reynolds will be doing three hours after. After we conclude here at the top of the hour, Dave getting settled at the Racerca Resort and Casino. Dave, good to see you. Uh, We'll get to your MMA winning ways in just a bit here because you were handing out some winners this time last week with that Charles Oliveira play. But uh, we discussed the new COVID protocols. Just what has this week been like for you as a better trying to navigate Uh. these tricky waters that we talked about on Twitter? It's hard enough as is to make bets, but now you have the COVID cases on top of that. We don't know who's in, who's out on any given day.
6: It's been absolutely insane, and Femi, we talked about it yesterday, me and all did, uh, on Odds On, and, and I really don't know, this week in particular, uh, how you make sense of everything that's going on around the National Football League, and the NBA, in, in the sports world, in the world in general. So it's really hard to navigate those waters. I had a lot of plays earlier in the week that have since been canceled. Probably a good thing. You get on uh, Cleveland, remember, began the week, uh, six-point favorites over the Raiders, came down to three. I hopped on then, thinking it was good value. Little did I know would go all the way to Cleveland getting four. And, of course, all those plays, at least at the places that I've played, have been wiped out, Femi. So I, I think it's smart by the NFL to just pause, take a deep breath, back up the games. It, just, it was insane, the articles that I was reading today, about the possibility of canceling those games. It would have been anarchy yeah. in the NFL. If you made teams on the cusp of the playoffs, forfeit a game for being fully vaccinated. It makes no rational sense whatsoever when the players are doing what the league has mandated to a 95% clip. At least that's what we've been told. So I'm glad that the NFL at least has said, let's back it up a couple days. Let's rethink this testing. I think we're going to get to a place, gentlemen, where if you're fully vaccinated, and whatever that term means, because those goalposts are shifting as well, then you don't get tested anymore. I mean, think of the absurdity of this. Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. He's immunized. And he doesn't get tested anymore. But the vaccinated players are being tested daily. Where in the wild, wild world of sports does that make any sense? So they've got to figure out a way to make this an even playing field across the board in the NFL. Because, gentlemen, we don't, we're do not we not going to find out who the best team in the NFL is this year by winning the Super Bowl. At this pace, we're going to find out who the best team is at surviving COVID. And that's not
2: the objective of any National Football League season. Yeah, I'm really fascinated to see who's going to be playing in these games Monday and Tuesday. I think the assumption from the betting market is that, okay, Now that they postponed the games, all these guys are in. But I don't know if we can safely make that assumption just yet here. We saw Cleveland just put their offensive tackle on the COVID list earlier this morning. So there's still things coming out of Cleveland despite this game now being played Monday afternoon. Let's focus on the game that's being played tonight here between the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Colts right now, two and a half point favorites, total of 45. How would you attack this game here, Dave, whether it be the side or the total? I actually like both, Femi, which makes me very nervous that I like both sides here and the total. Uh, I, you know, like
6: closing line value, I don't know if that exists anymore right now, at least in the new uh, Brave era that we live in here. Of course, the Patriots uh, started off uh, get, giving a couple points here. I think it was two and a half at the beginning of the week. Now they're getting two and a half here. I, I hopped on it earlier in the week when the Colts were still only laying one, one and a half. Uh, up to two and a half, I'm still comfortable with that. If it gets to three pre-kick... Boy, I've been burned by betting against Belichick and laying the field goal on that Monday night, that fateful Monday night in Orchard Park. Back in the Bills there, so I wouldn't be apt to do that again. Under the three, I do think this is a Carson Wentz football game, as long as he doesn't turn it over twice. And Amal and I discussed this yesterday on Odds Odd. I just think that, Femi, right now, I can get away with that. I still think they're the better overall team, although the Patriots defense has been playing lights out in this win streak that they're on, and, of course, they're the number one seed, I do think home field's going to matter a little bit for the shoe today here in Indianapolis. So I want to back the Colts as long as this stays under three. It's the total here that really surprises me. I think this is a sneaky overplay. 45 and a hook here. Mac Jones is going to throw it more than three times, I do believe. So, uh, we, we know that Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor, that offense feels like it's humming right now. So, as long as they don't turn it over in the red zone, you're going to see a lot of up and down here, I think more so than you might imagine. Don't look for a lot of punts in this one. The game will be played between the 20s, and whoever can score the most touchdowns instead of kicking field goals are going to win this football game. And I know if Brandon Staley was a head coach, that
2: wouldn't be a problem because <laughs> he just eschew all the field goals and not get any points. <laughs> <laughs> there we go which hotly contested uh these fourth down decisions for brandon staley yesterday after they lost that game to the kansas city chiefs in overtime uh, we only got a couple minutes here left dave but so really quick here i know ufc fight night 199 is going on later tonight uh any mma play any best bet in the mma card for oh. you on this ufc card tonight because you gave out charles Oliveira du bronx last week and it came up a winner and you also were hot on juliana pena as well the big underdog in that fight there so anything for the viewers here Real quick, as we wrap things up.
6: Absolutely, Femi. I had uh, two big dogs last week in the Co Main and the Main. I have three dogs for you this week that I like. I call it Dad's Parlay back <laughs> home in Virginia Beach. Yes, I'm actually waging for my father. I hope my mother isn't watching this show because it could <laughs> cause a rift in the family. But I like Macy Chase on it plus money. I like uh, Darren uh, the Damage Elkins uh, to beat Cub Swanson at plus money. And I love remember the name Bilal Muhammad to pull the upset against the Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson. Yes. Three outright dogs. I gave them to you. We talked about it on First Strike right here on VEASAN. Hopefully you watched. And, yeah, I parlayed them too, boys. So, If it's a day for the dogs at
2: UFC Fight Night, me and dad are going to be very happy pre-Christmas. Hey, the dogs were barking last week at T-Mobile for UFC 269. We'll see if they can do it for UFC Fight Night 199. Bilal Muhammad, hopefully you wrote that down, folks. Remember the the name. name. Remember the name. He is Dave Ross, host here at VEAS, and also host the First Strike Podcast, like you mentioned. Make sure to check that out if you want some UFC winners. He's going to take the baton from us. He and Wes Reynolds at the top of this hour. Dave, appreciate you guys, and have a good three hours. Thanks, gentlemen. Always enjoy listening to you guys. Hi, Dave. Bye, Dave. <laughs> Did you write those names down, them all? He said Macy Chase on, Darren Elkins, Bilal Muhammad. Dave's handing out these UFC winners, so we got to start taking notes. Listen, I'm just worried about the Zags and the 8 right now. I have no concern about
4: UFC. It's like somebody asked me last week, are you going to watch UFC 269? I said, I missed the first 268. I'll make sure I missed 269 as well.
2: <laughs> Alright, well, hey, you're missing out on some winners, Mal. Du Bronx Charles Oliveira, uh, got home for us last week here on the show. Alright, so that does it for the betting across America. Names sound like you should be running at the Derby. <laughs> that does it for the show. Thank you to Zach Cox, Patriots beat writer at Ness, and thank you to Spencer German, the host of 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, and also thank you to dave ross dave ross west reynolds joining us at the top of the hour betting across america rolls on here on VCB sports betting network cash some tickets folks hopefully good luck on this saturday afternoon
1: you've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately well toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle we've got hybrids no plug All needed right, but we also have plug-in hybrids if that's your thing <laughs> You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified.
5: Oh, oh, oh.
1: Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash 0